Hey folks, Brendan here from Blue Light, back with you for another podcast stroke video that's going to help you succeed in the police recruitment process. So what are we going to take a look at today? Well, if you're joining the police service in England and Wales, and you're in the recruitment process at the moment, or you're going to be in the recruitment process at some point in the future, you're going to have to do the online assessment centre. This was introduced to uh, counter COVID because, of course, face-to-face assessment centres were something that would just spread COVID like wildfire. So they had to come up with something else. And what they came up with was an online assessment process that would have four different stages to it, although they call it three stages, more about that later, uh, that's going to enable the College of Policing to assess you against the sort of behaviours that they're looking for from the competency and values framework. Does it work very well? I don't think so. I think it's awful. I think it's a dreadful judge of whether you're going to be a good police officer or not. It's so formulaic, it's so tick box, but it doesn't really matter what I think, does it? Because the golden rule applies. Those who hold the gold make the rules. And because the College of Policing have introduced this, they hold the gold. They make the rules. And it's absolutely, it was always doomed to success, even when it started. And of course, it is a success. Every force uses it. No forces say anything bad about it. Some forces love it so much that that's all you need to do. So you can actually join the police without talking to a human being, because there is no human interaction in the online assessment centre. So in this first webinar, sorry, this first podcast um, and video, I'm going to explain to you what the situational judgment test part involves and also the stage two interview. And in the second podcast in this series and video in this series, I'm going to take a look at the two different parts of the stage three, the stage three written and the stage three briefing. So I'm going to talk to you about the sort of things that I've learned over the past two years ethically that's going to help you to pass my understanding of what they're really looking for in terms of the practical aspect of every part of this process. And if you want to find out more about how we go into great detail uh, into how to all the systems and processes you can utilize to pass it then check the links below to my online courses and especially the online course that comes with the webinar option this is where we actually get to practice the skills that are needed to pass every stage the success rate is enormous especially for those people who do the webinars they're getting really really high marks very few people fail. Why? Because I know what they're looking for. And so all we do is uh, create templates and use systems and processes that if you follow them, if you do the hard work that I show you, I'll show you the way you do the hard work. That's part of the deal. You take that uncomfortable action and practice, practice, practice. You will pass. You will. (laughs) I've got no doubt about it. I actually guarantee it so that if you don't pass you've done all the work and you can demonstrate to me you've done all the work, then I'll give you a full refund and we'll part as friends. Um, Actually, what most people do is they come back and they give it another go. Um, But I've only given, I think it's two refunds over the past year. So honestly, folks, that's how formulaic and tick box this process is, which is why I think it's an awful assessment of your ability to be a police officer. In every stage of it, there's no assessment of your values, although the College of Policing will say there are. But what they really mean is they're just assessing you against some of the values that are within the competency and values framework. That's not really finding out what what makes you tick, what's in your heart, 
what's driving you, what's motivating you to want to be a police officer. It's not really testing any of that. So don't for one moment think this is your opportunity to really sell yourself. This is your opportunity to tick boxes, to get high mark. That's all it is. To get through to the next stage, whatever that might be, and to get into the police. So let's start with the situational judgment test. Uh, This is where you're going to be asked 12 questions. And by the way, you've got a whole week to do the online assessment centre in. Uh, most forces will give you about two or three weeks' notice, but some forces give you a week. Some forces, like the Metropolitan Police, give you a day. Or even like a couple of weeks ago, some of my clients got minus one day notice. They got told that their online assessment week started yesterday. <laughs> Thank you very much, Met Police. Um, so it's not about consistency among forces, especially with the results as well. Some forces get the results back in two or three weeks. Met Police at the moment, I've got clients who've been waiting over 20 12 weeks for their results with no indication of when the results are going to be back so situational judgment test 12 questions multiple choice uh, policing scenarios they're going to give you a problem some kind of conundrum and then they're going to give you uh, four potential answers you've got to pick the one that you think is best and then you move on to the next one you've got 60 minutes to do it in 12 questions five minutes per question And they're probably going to give you some guidance to say just act naturally just be yourself and answer the questions honestly that's the worst thing you could do. Why? Because you're not being the best version of your future constable self. The, they're looking for the behaviours of uh, the best version of the future you. So that's what you need to be. So you're not acting naturally, you're not being yourself. You're going to be the best version of your future constable self. You're going to answer the questions honestly as if you were the best version of your future constable self. And that's how to pass the SJTs. I give you sample exercises to do, which will get your head in the game. I also show you the sort of behaviours that they're looking for to ensure that you can match those behaviours against the possible answers. And when people do that, they pass. Like I said, formulaic, tick box. You pass that, you go straight through to the stage two interview that's not really an interview. Sometimes people call it the competency-based interview. It's not an interview. An interview is where two people talk to each other. There's no one at the other end. There is no one there. (laughs) You are delivering your answer to a video that uploads and presents itself to an assessor at a later date who's going to assess your answers. They've been doing this for two years now. They can probably get through about eight to ten candidates a day. They must be bored out of their brains. The questions have been the same all the way through. Bored, bored, bored. So you just make their job easy, enable them to give you the ticks that are needed to get you the pass that you're looking for. So there's three things that we need to focus on here. Um, structure, detail, and actually answering the question. So these things crop up all the time. I've been coaching and supporting people now for in the police sector for 26 years, for specialist interviews, for promotion boards, and for the past decade for recru- the recruitment process. And the same issues crop up all the time. Structure, detail, not answering the question. And so the structure we use is the SAL structure, which stands for Situation, uh, Aim, Actions, Result and Learning similar to star but more detailed and more structured and the questions that are going to be asked well i can work out what they are as well because as soon as i'm told that the questions are going to be based on integrity public service transparency we take ownership and we're innovative and open-minded i can predict what the questions are going to be and it's useful to know that and also give you the behaviors that they're looking for as well no not behaviours transcribed from this, the competency and values framework with the famous wheel of confusion. No, not that one. 
<laughs> I translate those behaviours into English because those are the behaviours that can only mark you against. And if you include all of those behaviours in your answer, you've got a structured approach that's detailed and you actually answer the question, you're going to pass. It's as simple as that. So um, what would be helpful? I know it'd be helpful. Why don't I just tell you what I think the questions are going to be? Should I? I can see lots of you nodding. <laughs> So, um, integrity. I think the question will be something along the lines of, please, can you tell me about a time when you've done the right thing, even when a different option would have been easier? Um, public service. Please, can you tell me about a time when you've delivered the best possible service? Transparency. Please, can you tell me about a time when you've made a difficult decision where you've had to account for that decision to others? Or it might be, please, can you tell me about a time when you've had to solve a difficult problem where you've had to work with others to do so or make decisions within that process? Maybe something along those lines. Um, we take ownership. Please, can you tell me about a time when you've used your communication skills to solve a problem? Uh, and the last one, we're innovative and open-minded. Be something like, Please, can you tell me about a time when you've learnt from an experience and done something new as a result? Or please, can you tell me about a time when you've been open to new ideas or adopted a new way of approach, uh, a new approach to dealing with something? There you go. I'm told that my questions aren't that far off. I'm told that, um, you know, the wording is different, but I'm not a million miles away. How could I predict those? Well, it's easy for me. As soon as I know what the competences and values are going to be, the College of Policing is so predictable. I know their rule book. I worked for them and I've worked with them on four different occasions throughout my career. I know how predictable they are. I know exactly what sort of questions they're going to pick. So predictable. Anyway, that's just the way it is. So um, can you make notes? Yes, you can. You've got one minute to make notes and then five minutes to deliver your answer and then it just rolls on to the next question. You are going to... The best way of preparing for this is to actually practice. Practice uploading answers and then reviewing the results and you're going to listen to yourself and go, oh my God, do I sound like that? Cringe, cringe, cringe. Get over it. Do I own an R? Yes, you do. Get over it. The assessors aren't interested. They're just interested in you ticking the boxes. So give your answers in such a structured way that's going to enable you to tick the boxes. It's as simple as that, folks. So there you go. That's the stage two. So that's the situational judgment tests covered and the stage two interview, competency-based interview covered. That's it for this podcast and video, folks. Wanted to make it a little shorter for you because people have said, could you make them a little bit shorter? You know, something I can I can just listen to the podcast whilst I'm doing a bit of shopping. Um, so I made them a bit shorter. So this one's just they're normally about 25 minutes long. This one's going to be about 11 or 12 minutes long. I hope you've enjoyed it, got something out of it. Like I said, check the links below in all the blurb, especially to join the Facebook group. If you're not part of the awesome Facebook group, it's got almost 20,000 members now dedicated to just police recruitment and career development, then you are missing out so much. Honestly, what an awesome group it is. I can hardly keep up with all the posts and comments, but I do my best. I do my best. Um, so that's the place to be, folks. Come and join that group. Come and see what, Come and experience the Blue Light community. See what it's like. And then come and join one of our courses. And I will support you. I will enable you to pass. I guarantee it. I guarantee it so much that if you fail and you've done the work, I'll give you a refund. How fair is that? All right, folks, I shall see you and hopefully you'll hear from me at the next podcast or video where I'll take a look at the stage three written and the stage three briefing. Catch up with you soon. Bye bye for now.